What's up, guys? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Glad to be here on this Wednesday. It is a workout Wednesday, and my new sponsor, starting now, uh, the show... Triple F Podcast is sponsored by Health IQ, which is an insurance company that helps health conscious people like us, right? Like our, the, the listeners of this show, this audience, the Triple F fam, runners, cyclists, weightlifters, crossfitters, helps us get lower rates on our life insurance. They are the the official life insurance partner of USA Weight, Weightlifting, US Masters Swimming, USA Triathlon. American Trail Running Association, USA Racquetball, and many, many more. And you guys can qualify for a lower rate possibly by taking a short quiz on their site. Just go to healthiq.com slash triple F, the word health, the letters IQ.com slash the word triple, the letter F to support the show and see if you qualify. Today's show is about longevity again, right? I just talked about longevity last week for Workout Wednesday, and I thought it went over pretty well, right? It was a good topic. It was something that you guys seem to enjoy. And I mean, it really, really was focused on the people that aren't necessarily the serious athletes, just the casual athletes, right? The ones who want to be healthy, high energy, and perform at their best and feel their best in the gym. And that's that's something I think was kind of popular with you guys is um, focusing on that, right? Not just focusing on hitting that crazy goal that you might have or preparing for that event, but instead of instead of just doing that, you're focusing on the total longevity of your training, training yourself and training your body so it can last forever, right? So this habit that you're creating, this lifestyle that you're making is something that can be part of your life for for your whole life. Not just something that's really temporary, not just something that you do, that you wreck your body to get to a certain goal. Yes, you have to put in the work, you have to be disciplined, but longevity is super important, right? You you need to be consistent. The sustainability and the consistency is everything in training, and you're only going to get there if your training doesn't wreck you, right? You don't want to be injured. You don't want to get hurt. You for sure don't want to get too sore. Um, and that's what last Wednesday's show was about. Today's show kind of bouncing off of that a little bit with this workout Wednesday. I'm going to talk a lot about warming up today, how to structure the perfect warm up, the things you should be including, the things you shouldn't be including, and really how to just prime your body for a tough training session. Make sure you perform well, feel really well, and also focus on your on your longevity. Last thing, please be sure to review and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star rating. Write a little review if you want to, and you can ask your questions on triplefpodcast.com slash contact. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. Workout Wednesday. What's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz back with another Workout Wednesday. Last week, I talked about longevity and specifically making sure you're training your body in an intelligent way so you can be consistent, 
for a long, long time and so that you can not just train your body for a certain event or certain goal and you don't run yourself into the ground. Uh, Training so you can train for life, right? We want to be healthy for life. We want to... We want to focus on our health, our energy, our performance, our mobility, our strength for a long time. It's a long-term process. It's a journey. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's something that we need to continuously work on. And we can only do that if we're not injured, right? But then it goes a step further than that. Not only do we want to not get injured, but we also want to perform our best, right? In each training session, whether you work out two times a week, three times, four times, six times per week, you want to get the most out of each training session, right? Your time in the gym is actually relatively short. I talked about that last week on Wednesday, is that the majority of your hours are spent outside the gym recovering, correct? So you have an hour in the gym, 23 hours recovering that you spend in sleep, you spend with mobility, you spend with nutrition, you spend with, you know, reinforcing good positions and good patterns, hopefully. And those are really important times. However, the gym is is important too. I want to touch on that in today's show. How do you get the most out of each training session and make sure you don't get injured in that training session so you can really achieve that longevity that we're after, that consistency that is king, that consistency and sustainability that is everything. And one of the best ways you can do that, one of the best ways you can achieve that is through a proper warm up, not just proper, a perfect warm up. Warming up and cooling down is one of the most important things that you can add to your training. If you, if all you do for your warm up right now is swing your arms around a little bit, do some arm circles, maybe do a few squats, maybe you just jog on the treadmill for 10 minutes and that's your warm up. You need a little bit of help, okay? Even if you think you're doing the right thing, maybe a little more targeted and you're rolling around in the foam roller for 20 minutes, you still need some help. The the warm-up is such a crucial part of any training, right? It primes your body to get in the positions that, well, let's actually break this into a segment uh, before I just start rambling about this. What does a warm-up do, okay? So think to yourself for a minute here, what should a warm-up do and in my opinion, uh, what a warm up should do is it should get you ready to train. So prime your prime your brain, prime your CNS, get you fired up and ready to go. Get you into difficult movements. So mobility is really important, right? You're going to focus on that. Um, whether it's your hips are immobile, your ankles are immobile, your shoulders, uh, your upper back, whatever it is, getting into certain positions that you normally wouldn't be able to throughout the day. And then also it's important that you um, activate certain muscles that are that have trouble firing. So maybe you have um, glutes that don't really fire. Maybe it's your abs that don't really fire. Maybe your back tends to take over on things. Um, maybe you have a hard time feeling your upper back when you're doing a row and you feel it all on your biceps, right? These are little things that you need to fix in your warm-up. So it's a combination of preparation and it's a com- and, and repair, right? So you're doing a quick little quick little fix of some of the things that maybe aren't optimal throughout the day. Like for example, maybe you sit too much, right? Maybe you sit too much throughout your day, your hips get really tight. Warming up is a way to try to reverse that temporarily so you can train in the right way, get in the right positions and not hurt yourself. You're also just preparation. So you're 
preparing yourself for a tough training session, that preparation is what allows you to get the most possible out of your training session. Squeeze the most results possible, the most effort, the most um, safety even. I mean, you're just getting the most out of every rep, every set, every exercise. If you can't get deep enough into a squat, you're not going to get the most out of a squat, right? If you stop at right above 90 degrees or even at 90 degrees, you can't dip below that. Um, You're not going to get the most benefits that you possibly could out of that squat. Same kind of thing on a row. If you can't feel your back working and make that connection with your mind to your shoulder blades and your upper back squeezing, you're not going to get the most out of that extra exercise, right? Even in bodyweight exercises, if all you do is, you know, you feel your put your, uh, your pull-ups, if you feel your pull-ups just jerking your shoulder around and then it's in your biceps and, you know, you maybe can't get into the position with your arms over your head. Maybe you can't feel your back working in that vertical pull. You need a good warm up to reinforce those good patterns and to protect yourself from injury in case you do something wrong or in case it's a stress that you're not used to. The warm up is so important, it should never be skipped. And I'm going to go over some things in this episode about what what should be skipped in your warm-up and what a good warm-up looks like, what the perfect warm-up looks like. Um, and then I'll kind of give you a general example, I guess, just kind of pull something out of thin air as far as a, an example of a good warm-up, one that I actually just did today for my training. So some things that you that you don't necessarily want in your warm-up, right? You don't want your warm-up to not be focused. Okay. That's kind of a double negative, but I guess you want, I can just say you want your warmer to be focused, right? Really niche down on what you're working on. You don't just want a broad warm up where you're swinging your arms around, moving your legs. Um, even something like running on the treadmill or riding a bike would qualify into this area. You don't just want to do an activity that gets your body warm in general and call that good. You need to target what you're actually working on that day. It needs to be a specific warm up for what you're doing, the positions you're going to get in, and the things that you have trouble with. So if you're doing an upper body day, for example, I did bench press and dumbbell rows are my two main movements today. Finished off with some basic, uh, like some shoulder work, some forearm stuff, and uh, some sled pushes. So my main movements of the day was the bench press and the dumbbell row, right? So the warm-up that you do has to be very specific to those those movements, right? You need to get total body warm-up in, but you don't just want to do a broad global warm-up without intent on that training session. You need to go into your training session knowing what you're going to do, So you have a plan. If you have a plan written out, you see maybe today I'm doing squats. This is an easy example uh, to make. The bench press one might be a little harder. But you're doing squats and you know when you go into it that a lot of your warm-up, even though you're warming up everything, you need to be more targeted on your legs because that's what's going to be doing most of the work and your back and your core, right, as secondaries. Uh, So that's where your warm-up is really focused. That's what you're really focused on getting loose and warmed up and ready to go. And you're focused on activating the muscles you have trouble with there. So for my bench press, maybe my thoracic extension needs some work. And, you know, maybe I start out too cold. Those are kind of my problems on the bench press. 
I feel like I'm warmed up enough, so I just start benching, when in reality I need to get my shoulders a little warmer, and also my thoracic extension could use a little bit of work as far as making sure I can get in that nice retracted position on the bench, right? These things might seem a little complicated, but the general gist of it is to not just do something mindlessly, right? You want to have a purpose, you want to have a plan, and that's the really important thing in the warm-up. So don't just include some basic cardio to do your to do your uh, your warm up. You should be including stretches, movements, running, um, all these different things combined together to make a proper warm up. And I'll go into that a little bit later. Another thing your warm up shouldn't include is too much foam rolling. Foam rolling is a great tool. I do mobility work every day. Try to do it twice a day. Sometimes it's only once, but a lot of times it's twice a day. And uh, also do stuff just throughout the day, right? That's probably the best strategy you can do is have a dedicated mobility session in your day and then also spread out your mobility work throughout the day, make it a movement practice. You're, you don't want to spend your whole warm-up foam rolling and you for sure don't want to foam roll too much. What a foam roller really does, it's not actually loosening the muscles necessarily. What you're doing is kind of deadening that nerve actually. So if you, for example, put the foam roller on your on your quads, on the front of your leg, the front of your thighs, and you're rolling back and forth, you're rolling up and down, side to side, you're not necessarily loosening everything up. Um, you you maybe are just a little bit, just from just from working that area, but really what you're doing is deadening that sensation so it allows you to get in different positions, and really it's not something you want to do a lot of before training, okay? I do a little bit. I usually foam roll uh, the upper back, which is purely for thoracic extension, and then I also I do foam roll uh, the quads and the groin area because those are really tight on me all the time. So I foam roll the really, really tight areas, but once again, it's not a broad thing. It's very targeted, and you kind of see the theme here, is that I'm going to foam roll what I really need to work on. I'm going to foam, foam roll my problem areas, and it's going to be short, you know, max, like maybe three total minutes of foam rolling, not 10, 20 minutes of rolling around on a foam roller. It's purposeful and it's targeted. It's not something that uh, I'm just wasting my time doing, right? You see a lot of people just rolling around on the foam roller for a long, long time, calling that their their, uh, their warm up. And yes, it may help them get a little looser. It may help them get into certain positions and feel uh, less tight and that's good but maybe that's not the best time for it is in your is in your actual warm up. What I would say for your warm up is to target it specifically for what you're doing. So if you're doing a foam roller for your whole workout, then I guess that's a good warm up. But if you're actually lifting weights, doing bodyweight exercises, doing machines, yoga, whatever it is, you need a different more specific warm up. That's something else that you shouldn't do is too much foam rolling. The last thing that you shouldn't do in your warm-ups is just the exercise that you're about to do, right? I'm telling you to be specific and targeted, and some of you might take that to be actually do the exercise that you're going to do. Now, I did bench press today, as I said, and the bench, I did this long warm-up before I even touched the barbell for the bench press. I have a general barbell empty barbell warm-up I like to do, but for the most part, I'm not even going to touch the barbell until my whole warm-up's done, I have a sweat going, and I'm all fired up and ready to train. And then I'll warm up on that exercise. So I'll still work up in weight, 
but it's going to be only like two or three sets. I'm not going to sit there and do five, six warm up sets. And I'm not for sure. I'm for sure not going to just jump into that, right? The worst thing you can do is go from sitting in the car, sitting on the couch and just start squatting or just start deadlifting or just start bench pressing or overhead pressing and, you know, calling, just working up in the weights, your actual warm up, because what you're doing is you're just moving that bar in the same path that you would be in if you're sitting in the car, right? Your movement patterns aren't nailed in in the right way. You're reinforcing the wrong things beforehand. So you need to take that corrective approach before and need to prepare your body by making sure you're just ready to roll. So to me, there are uh, four parts of a great warm-up, four parts of the perfect warm-up, okay? Number one is... CNS activation, CNS priming. What that means is your central nervous system getting that kicked on, fired up, and ready to roll. Okay, so this can be done a few different ways. Um, I'll give you an example later, but it's going to be something where you're moving explosively, where you're moving powerfully, and you're doing something uh, quick, right? So it could look like a jump, a throw, um, a shuffle rope ladders, that kind of thing, something that just kind of wakes you up, gets your muscles firing quick, and just it really works for firing up the CNS. It's huge that you do that, that you fire up the CNS and uh, get yourself primed to train, right? It's going to kind of get your mind in the right place as far as motivation is concerned, so you're fired up to do the work. It's also going to just get you just get you primed and ready for the heavy weight, right? Because if you jump right into it, whether you're loose or not, whether you're motivated or not, you don't just want to jump into heavy weight because your body's going to be shocked by that. You want to be primed up and ready for it, fired up. That's what CNS activation does. And that's the first part of any great warm-up. Number two, second part of a perfect warm-up is going to be just general sweating, right? And that's, that's a general term, but I want you guys to to remember this later <clears throat> so you need to get a sweat going right you need to get moving and that's huge now get moving can look like a lot of different things right if you are doing a very active warm-up all that means is just minimizing the rest maybe put on a hoodie get yourself going get your body warm it could even be though as extreme as taking a hot shower beforehand if you train in the morning. That's a little trick I like to do. If you're lifting early in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, it's a good idea to hop in a hot shower or even hop, hop in a sauna for 10 minutes before you train just to get that body temperature up. Getting that body temperature up is crucial as far as injury prevention, maximizing your body your blood flow, making sure you get the most out of all the exercises. Um, and you're not going through that point where you're trying to warm yourself up, especially now that it's literally cold outside. Um, uh, in a lot of places, including here, it's, it's easy just to kind of go in and start when you're cold. And I mean, a cold body temperature really does equal your muscles being cold. So you're more likely to be hurt and you're also less likely to be motivated if your body's cold. So those are the first two. CNS activation and general, I guess, literal warming up. Number three, next part is going to be mobility focus. Okay. Mobility focus is going to be actually getting into those, those positions that you normally can't do, right? These are dynamic stretches, ballistic stretches, even some static stretches. They're going to help you in those problem areas that you're not necessarily mobile in. So it's going to look like for most people, you're going to be doing hip stretches, dynamic hip stretches, um, 
you can do some hamstring dynamic work. You can do some walking stretches. Uh, you can do some, maybe some ankle stretches, some calf stretches to get your ankle mobility going. Maybe it's going to look like um, even some foam rolling as your mobility work, just not too much. Uh, these things combined is going to be the the mobility portion of your of your warm up, and it kind of is killing me not to give you specific examples, which I'll get into next after the next break. Uh, but basically, you just want to find your targeted areas in two different facets. You want to find the targeted area that you're working on that day in your training. So if it's squats, your hips, your ankles, right, those joints, if it's bench press, it's your shoulders, your upper back, the joints around the movements that you're going to do, and then also the joints and areas, the muscular areas that are typically tight on you. Those are the two things you really want to work on in, in your mobility. So for me, my hips are chronically tight. I always have to keep them, I always have to keep them working, I guess, work on mobility all the time. So it's the hips, got to do a lot of mobility drills to get into certain positions on the hips. It's going to look like a lot of squats, a lot of um, kind of floor floor drills as far as hip mobility is concerned. Uh, and then also for me, my ankles are very flexible, but my thoracic extension, which I already, I already mentioned a little bit, that's going to look like laying on a foam roller with it on your upper back, flattening that lower back and you know pressing your arms overhead. Focusing on that thoracic extension that could even look like just hanging from a bar for a little bit, just getting into those positions that you have trouble getting into. The last part of a perfect warm up is going to be muscle activation. And these are basically the problem areas that don't fire on people. Most people, it's going to look like. Uh, for the upper body, it's going to be the the upper back, and for the lower body, it's going to be the glutes, right? For and you can kind of see that pattern there. Is it's the posterior chain chain for best just about everybody. Your pecs are firing just fine. The front of your shoulders are working just fine. Your quads are doing a lot of work, right? What you really need is to activate that posterior chain. So if you're doing a lower body day or really any day, you'll you'll really benefit from activating the glutes with something like single leg glute bridges or normal glute bridges um, or 90-90 kind of thing. Um, also, your your upper back, do some light rows, light pull downs is even a good way just to get things fired up so you can feel that muscle. Feeling the muscle, getting that mind-muscle connection is huge and very critical for your results. So those are the four parts of the warm-up, okay? Number one, you got the CNS activation. Number two, you got the literal warming your body up. Number three is the mobility. Number four is firing up and activating your muscle groups. You include those four different areas in in your actual warm-up to train, you'll be in a good place, especially if you're coming from doing either nothing or you're coming from just riding on the bike or running on the treadmill or foam rolling your whole body, right? If you're going from those to this, you're going to see way more benefits from each exercise in the gym. You're going to feel better afterwards. You're going to recover way faster, thus improving your longevity. Yes, I said thus. Sorry to cut in here for a little bit, but I just want to mention again the show's first sponsor, Health IQ. The Triple F podcast is sponsored by Health IQ. A um, well, my, it's been a year of podcasting for me, and my first ever interview was with American Ninja Warrior Maggie Thorne, 
really got me interested in obstacle racing, got me interested in Ninja Warrior. I've done some episodes on that. And there was a 2006 study that showed that regular regular high-intensity interval training, specifically for obstacle racing, decreased your heart disease mortality risk by 39% in men and 51% in women. That is huge, right? I'm talking about longevity today. Longevity is everything. And I mean, what a worse way to end your longevity than heart disease. So just training for a long time to be healthier, training with interval training, training for obstacle course racing, just like Maggie Thorne does, just like some of the other people I've interviewed do, that can really lower your mortality risk, make you a healthier person. And if you are health conscious like that, you may qualify for a lower rate on life insurance. Uh, people, People like you guys that care about your health, people like Um, just anyone who likes to train for certain things like CrossFit, obstacle course racing, you guys might qualify. Just go to healthiq.com slash triple F to see if you qualify or mention the code triple F if you speak to an agent. So what does the perfect warmup look like? Well, I already gave you the four areas, right? So I'm going to give you an example of a perfect warmup. And this is actually the warm-up I did today. Like I said, let's keep in mind what I was training. Let's keep in mind the things that are normally tight and need activating on me. I need to activate my glutes because my quads do a lot of the work. I need to get my hip mobility working. I need to get my CNS fired up, myself motivated for training pretty early in the morning when I trained. So need to get all that fired up, get things moving, and get my body warmed up in general, Okay. So the warm-up started out with some little localized foam rolling. Now, I started out with that just because I did the rest of the warm-up out on the football field. So the first part of the warm-up basically just rolled the quads, rolled the groin. And that's not even the area I was training. Just wanted to get a little extra mobility work there. Then I headed out to the grass field, to the turf field, I guess, and started the actual dynamic warm-up. And this is where the four parts of the warm-up start. First part was the CNS activation. What I did today was I basically did rope ladder drills without the rope ladder. I just had a line on the field and I did about seven or eight different drills, single leg drills on that line. So this is kind of working on two things. I was firing up my CNS by jumping back and forth on that line with the single leg and also focusing on ankle strength, stability, and single leg stability and balance and power as well, right? So I did things like side to side, um, side to side hops with one foot at a time, back and forth hops one foot at a time, uh, total side hops for like 10 yards and back, and then front hops and then backwards hops on all on one leg for that 10 yards as well. And then did some hip turns, icky shuffles. These are all kind of strength and conditioning terms for different exercises, but spent about three, three, four minutes just doing these rope ladder drills and firing up the CNS. And after that, I basically included my warming up period. I wore a hoodie and included the actual warming up literally of my body into the warm up. So I didn't rest very much during the during the warm up. I included some various running within within the warm up. You'll kind of see that as I go. And a lot of it is just how I kept moving, right? kept moving throughout the warm-up, kept doing different exercises, and then if I kind of was in an exercise I didn't move much, then I would run 40 yards, run back, and that would be how I got my body warmed up. So from there, it goes on to mobility and um, 
the mobility and the activation combined, right? And these are things that I focus on. These are things that I combine though. So I'm just going to list off the warm up to you. And uh, these are exercises. Feel free to look up on the internet, look up on YouTube. You can even use this actual warm up. So I did the single leg stuff, I did 10 bodyweight squats. Um, after the squats, I went into jumping jacks, as you can see, warming up the body. Seal jacks, where you're doing jumping jacks, the arms out in front of you. Um, I did, I did uh, skips, so three different kinds of skips with my knee coming up to my chest, with my foot coming up to my other, my opposite hand, and then a backward skip with a hip circle. So that's just to get some hip mobility started. Then I do inchworms, some hamstring squats to stands. I'm I'm listing off all these exercises. You might have to look them up. Basically bootstrapper squats, inchworms, a 40 yard run. And then um, I did rollovers into V sits. So now I'm on the ground focusing on the hip mobility, the hamstring mobility, um, hip circles, 10 reps each way. So that's like a fire hydrant would be the exercise to look up there. Um, doing glute bridges, single leg glute bridges, and then finishing it off with skips for height. There's maybe a couple other exercises thrown in there, uh, but just kind of fluff ones. Those are my main core movements, doing what felt tight, doing what felt like I needed activation and doing what would really help my training. So that's really how a warm up looks. You can write down these four categories and try to cover each one, right? Try to get two, three minutes in each category. You'll end up at about a 10 minute warm up, which is perfect. Maybe you foam roll or use a ball on some really tight areas. Maybe some areas that have some pain for you do that first. And then next you go into your CNS activation for a couple minutes, do some med ball throws, some box jumps, some, single leg rope ladder work or on a line. And then you go into your big warm up. You warm up your body with some running, some jumping jacks, wearing a hoodie, turning up the heat, using the sauna, a hot shower, whatever it's going to be. Get your body warmed up and sweaty. And then you're going to be doing your mobility drills, Cossack squats, body weight squats, um, fire hydrants, these different drills that get you into positions you're not normally in throughout your day, and then activate those problem body parts with things like glute bridges, light rows, light pull downs, and anything where you need help activating your body, just some lightweight exercises, and then you build up um, on your main exercise of the day, increasing the weight a little bit by little bit until you're ready to roll with your first working set. Workout Wednesday. Warm-ups may seem like something that you can skip, and they might seem like something, especially while you're young, that don't do you a lot of good. You might feel ready to roll right when you get in the gym when you're in your 20s, your 30s even, but trust me, as you get older and as you get more beat up and as you start lifting heavier, lifting more intense, you're going you're gonna to crave that warm-up. You're going to need that warm-up, and the best way to cure injury is to prevent injury. I'm a firm believer in that. So instead of needing the physical therapy, needing to work around the exercises, needing to worry about your training longevity, do your warm up right now, right? Do it correctly 
now and you'll reap the benefits as far as um, injury prevention is concerned and as far as performing the best in that hour workout that you have it's something that doesn't take that long to do it's a crucial part of your training and it's something that'll really help you down the road long term uh, forever it's something that should be part of your training journey so that's my thoughts on warm-up that is the perfect warm-up and hopefully you guys got a lot of good actionable stuff from that episode. Today's show is done, everybody. Thank you for joining me, and thank you for uh, the the interaction I've got this past week. Definitely appreciate that. Check out triplefpodcast.com slash contact and triplefpodcast.com slash products. And if you go to those two places, um, you can... You can ask questions or you can check out the things that I sell on my website. Go there uh, to support the show. Also, you can support, support the show by checking out the new sponsor. Excited to have them on board. I'll link all that in the full description of the show into the show notes. Thank you for joining me for another Workout Wednesday. Hope you guys have a great finish to your week. And uh, I'll see you Friday, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom. 